أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم ووالهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد Respected elders, respected brothers and friends right now all of us will be fully aware of the suffering and the genocide that is unfolding in the lands of Palestine against our very dear and brave brothers and sisters of Palestine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove their suffering. May Allah ta'ala make it easy for them. And those people that are tormenting them in this way, may Allah guide them to Islam. And if he died, is not written for them. Then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wipe them off the face of the earth for this oppression that they are committing. My dear respected elders and brothers, regarding the issue of Palestine, already much has been said, much is being said, and much will be said. People are giving their own views, their own opinions, their own version of what is happening. And this has led to quite a bit of confusion. People are not sure what to think, what not to think, what to believe, what not to believe, especially if a person is following the vicious propaganda machine of the West, which is normally referred to as mainstream media which is full of hypocrisy, full of lies, full of exaggeration. So a person is not sure what to believe, what not to believe, what to think, what not to think. So many questions, but so few answers. And added to this, my dear brothers, many people slowly and surely are becoming despondent. They are losing hope that the situation is only getting worse and worse. When will some sort of relief come? So my dear brothers, today I thought, inshallah, just maybe we can discuss, speak a few on touch a few of these issues, which inshallah maybe will help us to get a clearer picture of what really is happening and what should be done and what we should not be doing. And I'd like to say at the very beginning, my dear brothers, I'd like to make it very, very clear that whatever I'm going to speak about, whatever I'm saying, is not about the people of Palestine. I'm sure the majority of us sitting here have not even visited Palestine we are unaware 
of their situation. Yes, we know definitely that they are suffering, but we are unaware of much more than that. What they should be doing, what they should not be doing. As far as we know, we have, they have already proven to us on many occasions that they are far ahead of us in Iman. They have proved not only through their words, but through their actions, that they are prepared to lay down their lives for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in defense of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. So we cannot talk about them. They are far ahead of us. What we can talk about is what we know, and that is our situation. So where exactly do we stand in this entire conflict? What really should we be doing and what we should not be doing? So there's a few, maybe four or five points that we can touch on, my dear brothers. The first thing, my dear brothers, is that the taqaza, the demand of our iman, and the demand of Islam, and demand of being a mu'min, is that no matter which part of the world that you come from, so you be from South Africa, or from Palestine, or from the Far East, or from the Middle East, or from the Americas, wherever you may be. The pain and suffering of one part of the Ummah is the pain and suffering of the entire Ummah. Their suffering is our suffering. Their pain is our pain. We should never ever be adopting a don't care attitude. That we go on with our life like nothing is happening while those people are suffering. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Al-mu'minuna ka rajulin wahid. In ishtaka ra'asuhu, ishtaka kulluhu. Wa in ishtaka aynuhu, ishtaka kulluhu. Kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu said, the entire ummah, the Muslims from the various parts of the world, at the end of the day, we are like one body. This one body is called the ummah. We are the ummah. And just as the body of a person, if one part of the body of a person is in pain, then the entire body of the person becomes restless. If one organ of a person has to pick up an infection, then the entire body is in pain, the entire body is shut down with fever. Likewise, my dear brother, when one part of the ummah is suffering, when one part of the ummah is going through difficulty, this should tickle our heart in some way or the other. This should cause a genuine hurt, a genuine pain in our hearts. My dear brothers, Imam Shahrani rahimullah said, he said, may Allah bring us up to this level. He said, when one part of the ummah is going through suffering, like we are seeing now, and you are carrying on your life normally, you are eating and drinking as though nothing is happening, you are enjoying your recreational activities like nothing is happening, then there's no difference between you and an animal. How many times we have seen that one cow is lying dead, and right next to it another cow is grazing, emotionless, no feelings whatsoever. We should never ever adopt a donkey attitude towards the suffering of our believers, of, of our fellow believers. Salaudin Ayyubi rahmatullahi And what better lesson to learn from the, who better to learn a lesson from than the great liberator of Al-Aqsa. He said, how can I smile and how can food and drink taste good to me when I know that Al-Aqsa is in the hands of the crusaders? So my dear brothers, we have to have a worry, a genuine worry, a genuine concern for the suffering of our believers. And I'm stressing on the word genuine. My dear brothers, I don't mean to sound judgmental. But it's not been noticed only by me, but for many other people. But by, by many other people. It seems, and we are noticing, that many people, their support for Palestine, their protesting in favor of the Palestinians, is done only because it is the latest trend. It is the latest trend. So I've got the flag, I've got the t-shirt, I've got the flag painted on my face, I was part of the protest, I was part of the motorcade, the pictures were taken, the video was taken, uploaded onto Instagram and a TikTok and the rest of it. And beyond that, life carries on as normal. 
Life carries on at normal. No change for the better in any way whatsoever. So my dear boys, the first point, the first point is that the suffering of our fellow Muslims in any part of the world is also our suffering. Their pain is also our pain. We have to be careful that we do not adopt a don't care attitude. The second point, my dear brothers, and why we have this pain and we have this, this worry and the concern for our brothers and sisters, this should never ever lead us to become despondent. It should never ever lead us to lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A believer never ever loses hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A true believer never ever becomes despondent of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yaqub alayhi salatu wa salam advises his son, وَلَا تَيْأَسُوا مِنْ رُوحِ اللَّهِ إِنَّهُ لَا يَسُوا مِنْ رُوحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ Oh my sons, never lose hope and never become despondent of the help and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is only al-qawmul kafirun. It is only those people who have no hope in the akhirat. Those people who have nothing to look forward to in the akhirah. Those are the ones who lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A believer, he's always looking forward to his ultimate goal. And that is Jannah. And because he's looking forward towards his ultimate goal, this keeps the believer motivated. And it keeps him moving towards his ultimate destination. And this keeps him motivated towards, uh, it, it, it prevents him from losing hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith sharif says, Ajaban li amril mu'min. Remember my dear brothers, whatever the condition of a believer is, he is a winner, a winner in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the condition that he, he, he adopts the right attitude. Allah said, Ajaban li amril mu'min. How wonderful, how amazing is the life of a believer. And this is only for a believer. Why? Because a believer, when he goes through ease, he goes through comfort, he goes through affluence, then he adopts the right attitude, he makes shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah, this person is rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on the other hand, if a believer goes through difficulty, he goes through hardship, he's being bombarded, and he makes sabr for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this person is still a winner. And he is rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So never ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always look forward, my dear brothers. And yes, on one hand, there's not of negative information, news coming out about the suffering and the hardship of our belief, our fellow Muslims in that part of the world, my dear. Also good news. There's also good news. While scores, thousands of Muslims have been made shaheed, they have passed away. Our brave mujahidun have, have already and continue to afflict loss upon the enemy forces, my dear brothers. Scores of them have been killed and many of them are still being killed. And rockets of our mujahidun are still raining down upon the occupied ter territories. Where they have inflicted pain upon us, we are also inflicting pain upon them. But the difference, my dear brothers, the difference is, إِن تَكُونُوا تَأْلَمُونَ فَإِنَّهُمْ يَأْلَمُونَ كَمَا تَأْلَمُونَ Oh, Allah Ta'ala told the believers, after they suffered the lost, loss in, in Uhud, Allah Ta'ala told the believers, Oh believers, you may be in pain, but remember your enemy is also in pain. You are suffering, they are also suffering. But the difference is, وَتَرْجُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَرْجُونَ Your suffering is not the same. Your suffering is not the same. After the battle of Uhud, when Abu Sufyan shouted out, Yawmun bi Yawmi Badrin, today we have got our revenge for the 
defeat we suffered in Badr. Abu Sufyan at that time was a disbeliever. On behalf of the disbelieving army of Quraysh, he said, Yawmun biyawmi Badrin. Today we have got our revenge for Badr. Al-harbu sijalun. Every dog has his day. Al-harbu sijalun. One day for us, one day for you. Allah's Nabi instructs Umar radiallahu oh, Umar stand up and shout out, shout, shout out. La sawa. It is not the same. It is not the same. Qatlana fil jannah wa qatlakum fil nar. Our martyrs are in Jannah and your martyrs have been dispatched to hell. Our suffering is not the same as their suffering. Our suffering at the end of it, our, our, our shuhada are going to Jannah and their shuhada, their, their, their murdered are going to Jahannam. So my dear brother, second point, never ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third thing, my dear brothers, the third important point is, we have to understand the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah also has a sunnah. Allah also has a sunnah in the way he treats insan, the way he treats human beings. Allah's system was, is, and will always be the same. And Allah's system is very simple to understand. Allah goes up, comes down. Whatever goes up, comes down. What does this mean? It means that when good actions, of, uh, when it means with evil actions of the ummah, when evil actions are prevalent amongst the ummah, and this is now raise, uh, rising up to be recorded in the book of deeds, when evil is going up, what comes, what comes up? Then evil conditions become prevalent in the world. Again, my dear, I am not talking about the brothers and sisters of Palestine. We are unaware of their condition. As far as we know, they are far ahead of us. We are talking about our condition. When we become evil, when we do wrong, and good evil actions ascend to be recorded, that Allah Ta'ala sends down evil conditions. And on the other hand, my dear brothers, when good goes up, when good a'mal goes up, good a'mal ascending to be recorded, that Allah Ta'ala sends down good conditions. My dear brother, do not ever be under the delusion that my sins are my sins. It only affects me. Why are you worried about my sins? On one occasion, Sayyidina Abu Hurairah heard, overheard a person saying that a wrongdoer, a person making zulm by committing sins, by oppressing others in any way whatsoever, he's doing wrong. It only affects himself. It does not affect any, uh, anyone else. Abu Hurairah, he said, my brother, you are wrong. Al, uh, uh, you are wrong. Inna al-hubara. And he mentioned that somewhere out there, in some forest, upon a tree, there is a bird that is dying. And the death of this bird is by no fault of the bird. The bird is starving to death. And it's not the fault of the bird. But somewhere out there, some insan, some human being is making volum. He is doing wrong. He is violating. He is swindling. He is cheating. He is eating riba. The volume that he is doing is causing the rains to be withheld from the sky. And as a result of the rains being withheld from the sky, this bird is starving to death. Do not ever be under the delusion that my sins are my sins, it does not affect you. Rather, my sins affect the entire ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So very important, my dear brothers, we have to mend our ways with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we want to see any relief to the situation. The next point, my dear brothers, Alhamdulillah, my dear brothers, many, many people, Alhamdulillah, we admire the enthusiasm, they have the jost, they have the desire to help out in some way or the other. But my dear brothers, we sometimes have to ask the question that the solutions being presented, are these really the solutions to the problem? 
the boycotting, the marching, the shouting, the screaming, the placards, the picketing, the memorandums handed over to the mayors of the world. Is this really the solution? I will not answer that question. But what I can tell you, my dear brothers, for the last 75 years, for the last 75 years, since the issue of Palestine has come into play, how many marches have been arranged? How much of slogans have been shouted out? How many placard, how much of placarding has there been? How many memorandums have been handed over to mayors of the world? How many times has the United Nations been approached? How many times has the ICC been approached? Has this made any difference to the situation? If anything, the situation has only got worse. My dear brothers, the one and only solution is for us to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To mend our ways with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today people in the marches are screaming, Takbir, say Allahu Akbar. And other slogans as well, they are screaming. My dear brothers, remember, your our Takbir, my and your Takbir in those marches. If it is an empty slogan, it has no good deeds behind it. It has no power behind it. It has no a'mal behind it. Then that is an empty slogan. It will do nothing to solve the situation. That takbir only has effects. Only has power. The takbir, the power in the takbir is by us showing our weakness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our displaying our weakness to Allah puts that power in that takbir. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa one battle is returning. Sahaba radiallahu mentioned that when we're returning for any battle and we need to stop over in the desert, then we will find the tree that had the most shades. And we allowed Allah's Nabi sallallahu to rest under that tree and we will scatter in other parts and under other trees. On one occasion, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa subhanallah made him picture the moment. The king who never owned a crown, the master of creation, with utter humility, utter humility, simplicity, in the middle of the desert, in the scorching heat on the sand of the desert, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is lying down under the tree. An enemy sees the opportunity. Allah's Nabi sallam is isolated. He comes to Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He takes the sword of Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, unsheaths the sword, and puts the sword in the face of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wakes up. He's startled to see the sword pointed at his face. This kafir says, May yamna'uka minni. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is going to save you now? Who is going to save you now? Allah's Nabi sallallahu only one word he says. But there's power behind that takbir. There's power behind that one word. Allah, Allah, one word. And this kafir begins to tremble. And he begins to shake. And he drops the sword of his hand, from his hand. Allah's Nabi sallallahu picks up the sword and tells him, May yamna'uka minni. Now who will save you from me? This person says, Kun khayra akhidin. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, be the better of the two. And it's always been the hallmark. And we're seeing again that our Muslims, our Mujahidun, always treat the captives very, very well. Allah's Nabi allowed this person to go on his way. In the time of, in the time of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhum, the Muslims had laid siege to Hims. Hims, what you know today as Homs in Syria. It was ruled at that time by the Byzantines, by the, by the, by, by, by the Romans. It was ruled by them at that time. The Muslims had a very, very difficult time trying to conquer the area of Hims. Extreme cold, extreme difficulty the Muslims was, was suffering. But they were making sabr and they were persevering and trying to conquer. So they offered the people of Homs, the Christian Romans of Hims, that perhaps they, they, they poisoned him that if you surrender, we will spare you. If you surrender, we will spare you. But you'll have to surrender on our terms. 
initially the rulers of Hims were reluctant to sign a peace treaty or sign a treaty with the Muslims. Until on one occasion, Imam Ibn Saba from Ibn Jarira Tabri Rahimullah, he says, on one occasion, the Muslim, the, uh, Allah Ta'ala helped the believers because of their sabr. How he helped them? On one occasion, the Muslims all together let out a takbir. The power of this takbir was such that the city of Hims began to shake and tremble. Walls developed, were formed in the, uh, cracks were formed in the walls of the city. The people, the masses go to the rulers, please give in to them, let's surrender to their terms. Still the rulers are reluctant. The Muslims let out another takbir. Houses come crashing down because of the takbir. It was a karamat, it was a miracle of the believers. Come crashing down because of the power of this takbir. This now forces the rulers of hymns to surrender to the Muslims. Remember, my dear brothers, if our takbir, our marches, if this is an empty slogan, it does not have the power behind it, does not have the a'mal behind it, then that will never ever solve the solution. Today people are marching and they're saying, Biruh, Bidam, Nafdika Ya Aqsa, MashaAllah, all Aqsa will give our life for you, will give our blood for you, MashaAllah, we admire the enthusiasm, but for the time being, my dear brother, for the time being, Allah they will come, may Allah accept you, may Allah accept you for your martyrdom, may Allah accept us to give our life and our dam for Aqsa, but until that day comes, can you give us something smaller than that? Can you give us something small that? Hold on to your ruh. Hold on to your life. Hold on to your dam. How about waking up every morning for fajr and coming to the masjid? Hold on to your ruh. Hold on to your dam. Give us something smaller. Oh my dear brother, hold on to your ruh. How about giving up riba? How about giving that inheritance that you have deprived your sister of? How about giving up zina? How about deleting that girl's number for my phone? Hold on to your ruh and your dam. The day will come, inshallah. But for the time being, how about doing something smaller? My dear brothers, we have to understand that sometimes these marches take place. Again, my dear brothers, I'm not in the business of judging people, running people down. But sometimes we have to realize that marches are taking place. Women, Muslim women are there with open hair, not appropriately dressed. Men and women walking together shoulder to shoulder, shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. Sometimes this march, instead of solving the problem, becomes counterproductive. Wallahi, my dear brothers, Muslims violating the commands of Allah in this way are more destructive to the ummah than the bombs that are raining down upon the people of Palestine. Because in the long term, these kind of actions of ours will bring more suffering. So my dear brothers, we have to understand that... The true solution is only one, is was and only be one. And that is for the Muslim ummah to get back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Engage in our salah. By now, my dear brothers, the masajid should have been full. The masajid of our country should have been full. If anything, I've noticed, and I asked another imam of a masjid, have you noticed that the crowds have gone down? He says, yes, I've noticed the crowds have gone down. By now, the crowd we have for Juma should have been our crowd for Fajr and all other salawat as well. So my dear brothers, we're truly concerned about the ummah. We're truly concerned about the suffering of the ummah. We have to mend our ways with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And lastly, my dear brothers, I leave you with one hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man mata wa lam yakzu. وَلَمْ يُحَدِّثْ بِهِ نَفْسَهُ مَا تَعَلَى شُعْبَةٍ مِّنَ النِّفَاقِ Remember, my dear brothers, we are not the followers of Mahatma Gandhi, Gandhiji, who promoted Satyagraha, passive resistance. We are the followers, we are the followers of Al-Qaid, the greatest commander of any army. Al-Mujahidul Mujarrab, 
the experienced warrior, Al-Batal, the hero, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who on many occasions wins out in battle. My dear brothers, we are being silent on this issue for too long. We know very well, we have learned from the hadith very, very well, that the day will come when the final battle will take place, when the time of Hazrat Mahdi and come. And that both battle will not be won on the, in the political arena. It will not be won in the media. It will not be won in anywhere else. But rather, it will be won on the battlefield. It will be won on the battlefield. From now, my dear brothers, spiritually, mentally, physically, we have to get ourselves prepared. Whether it will happen in our time, when it will happen, how it will happen, Allah knows this. But we have to be prepared to lay down our lives. May Allah give me, I'm not talking from position where I, I'm in this, I'm very weak. I'm the weakest of the lot. But inshallah, I hope and I make dua for myself and for all of us. Allah gives us the courage that we are prepared to lay down our lives in jihad for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the sake of the defense of our fellow brothers and Muslims. Allah ta'ala give us understanding.